We make all kinds of connections, from our neighbors to our co-workers, from family members to people we interact with in business every day. What about the connections we make to ourselves? Today, we'll explore the connections that we make and how they define our lives. This is Things Worth Considering with hosts Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. It's time to consider the possibilities. Good evening and welcome to Things Worth Considering. We are a weekly talk show and we're all about connections. The ones that we make, the ones that we miss, and most importantly, our own connection to ourselves. Uh, we have a great guest, and I know that she will entice you and empower you and give you definitely some things worth considering. I'm your host, Gord Riddell, and I am here with the incomparable co-host, Dr. Alexia Georgiousis, Doctor of Naturopathic Medicine. Hello. Hello, Gord. Nice to see you again. I Twice know. It is nice to see you. Goodness. I know. After a, a year of not seeing you. Yes. We are live. Uh, if you would like to join in on our conversation with our guest, uh, we are toll-free from anywhere in North America at 1-888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. So we have a wonderful woman here. Her name is Marla Goldberg, and she's also known as the musical medium. Uh, she brings a message of hope and inner harmony through her work. Um, she had an out-of-body experience, a near-death experience in 1999. It transformed uh, her into a full-blown, wide-open radio receiver with the other side. Needless to say, life changed overnight. Uh, she left a 30-year dream career in corporate test kitchens. And um, in her successful second act, um, deceased loved ones used Marla as a channel for transmission of supportive guidance life path clarity, and unique gifts. Her clients lovingly uh, receive enclosure uh, with individuals who have moved on and validation uh, that, in fact, we never die. She also is actually really good at past life regression, and I know that personally, um, and is a fascinating way to help discover and empowering experiences and release disempowering patterns. Marla's miraculous healing from an incurable disease in five days inspired her to become an expert in the mind-body connection. She facilitates optimal health by helping you break free from feelings stressed, stuck, or unsuccessful. Hundreds of women have engaged in weight release through inner peace, powerfully a gentle way of releasing the emotional weight of the past preventing inner balance. Milo's original music, her poems, and guided meditations soothe your soul and your journey of being your uh, to your joyful, authentic self. She savors the simple pleasures of nature in Hood River, Oregon, surrounded by her amazing children and granddaughters. And she sings every single day. Wonderful singer. She's going to sing for us this evening. Yes. Marla, how are you? I'm so excited and honored to be here this evening. This is honestly a dream come true for me. So I'm so thrilled. Well, so wonderful. great to have you here, Marla. And, yeah. You know, I love the, uh, the the title that you have of musical medium. It's such Thank a great you. title. Thank you. And that just actually came about uh, this spring at the same time when I met you, Alexia. And okay. I want to, you know, this is all about connection. Yes, and the thing yes. that I celebrate most in life uh, is connecting with people yeah. and hearing their stories yeah. and 
just connecting through song, the arts, you know, through our hearts. Well, and this is great because this is show that Gord created is all about connections. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I, I, I'm, as my mother would say, I'm not shy. <laughs> and and uh, I know. We were worried about that. I know how to work a room. So let's see, this is a much larger, expansive room than I've ever been in before. This is actually my very first podcast that I've had the honor of uh, of being on. So um, I love to have fun with life. So I'm calling this, this is my virgin adventure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad to be a part of it. Oh, yes. And um and uh, my my icebreaker and my my claim to fame. I don't know how many other people you've met who can say that they have had their picture on the back of the minute rice box. Oh, <laughs> <So>. really? <laughs> really? Never on the back of minute rice? I don't even. Was, to be honest, Marla, I don't okay. think I've ever bought minute rice. Um, <laughs> I have to be careful about what I say about the quality of products, seeing that I'm very connected to the wonderful Fortune 500 food corporations who um, paid my salaries for 30 years. Absolutely. <laughs> and you Absolutely. developed lots of, sort of amazing recipes for them, too. Yes, I have. And by the way, I've also worked, uh, developed recipes for Uncle Ben's rice as well. So. <laughs> That is so amazing. I think that's, and look uh, at this, this is, I mean, your whole story, I'm very interested to hear it, like Gordon and I are both yeah. very interested to hear it from you. Um, and so, you know, one of the main questions is, let's just start with, you know, really the transformation that happened. Yeah. What was your life like leading up to the pain when the pain mm-hmm. arrived? Yes. Well, I, um, I'll just say a little bit about my uh, blessed childhood, that I um, am a th- was a third-generation Chicagoan. Um, my parents and grandparents settled there. I have one sister, and I just had a wonderful childhood filled with travel, family, friends, and eating out at amazing restaurants. And also having two grandmothers that were amazing cooks and entertainers. So I picked that up from, you know, family. And a pivotal point in my life was when I was 15 years old. Someone took me on a tour of the Quaker Oats test kitchens located in the the Chicago Merchandise Mart. And uh, they showed a movie about the company and they walked you up a ramp and they showed you these beautiful test kitchens. And when I saw these six people in uniform and I was told that they were paid to develop recipes, that they did food styling for food photography and more, the light bulb went off in my mind that I could be paid to play. And (laughs) so, I mean, I believe, yes. I could be paid to play. I had started baking at age 10 and I was making my family meals by the age of 12. And I was, I was making family dinners out of gourmet magazine and Bon Appetit and challenging myself and using a walk when no one else had it. So, you know, my original love was definitely cooking and baking and always singing. So I, Love to sing forever. And uh, growing up in Chicago, uh, my parents took me to so many live Broadway shows that had come to Chicago. And I had two grandparents who had gifted voices. 
And uh, just anyway, this wonderful, wonderful childhood. And again, that tour of the Quaker Oats test kitchens just led me to get a college degree in foods and business. And within 10 months of graduating college, I actually was, was physically pushed into the new director of the Quaker Oats test kitchens at a networking meeting. And when she twirled around, she saw my name tag. I saw hers. I got a little nervous on this spot because here's the woman who headed up the test kitchens that held my dream job. And uh, when, when, she, when she looked at my name tag, she said, I, you can't make this stuff up. She said, Marla, your resume is on my desk right now. I read it this afternoon. And um, mm-hmm. we, she interviewed me on the spot. And I was... So with a 25% a raise, raise, I was a member of my dream Quaker Oats test kitchens. That's fantastic. I'm curious about, you know, we'll come back to the question that Gord was asking with the, with the pain in terms of the journey yeah. leading up to that. But yes. what I am curious about right now as you're speaking around about the uh, test kitchens, did you ever dream of having your own restaurant? Because when I think of that, I go, I, I don't want a test kitchen. I want to have a restaurant. Mm-hmm. That is a wonderful question. And to be honest with you, um, that was never part of my dream. I loved, um, I loved eating out at the restaurants. And I think that I saw at a very early age, especially eating at some of the mom and pop Greek restaurants in Chicago, that it, it's a 24-7 business. Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and I, I loved to play and with the food chemistry and the flavors. And part of my intuition actually works with developing recipes. My parents were able to take me out to restaurants, and then I would go home and perhaps do a little bit of research. And then I was able to recreate those recipes and pastries at home. That's fantastic. It's very, it's very creative because, you know, it's almost like they... they your, your palate must have been quite developed. And it's almost like yeah. people that can uh, play music just by ear, they hear it, and then suddenly they can. So was this, is this the same around your singing? I know we're a little bit all over the place, but is this the same around your music? I, I love this. Yes, absolutely. I am highly intuitive with cooking and baking. I have a very highly developed palate when it comes to foods and herbs and things like that. And I feel that I actually learned um, to sing by uh, listening to the Broadway musicals that my parents would play. And, you know, and, and I would just start listening and I would make up songs and sing and dance. That was, that was my pure joy. So um, I actually sang my first solo at five. Now, music is a huge part of my life and healing. And I believe in my heart, music one of the greatest healers uh, around since ancient times. So I was blessed to sing my first solo at age five in front of the whole school. And I sang in operettas. I had a very progressive, went to a very progressive junior high and sang in uh, Gilbert and Sullivan Productions in sixth, seventh and eighth grade. Those are fun. Those are so much fun. I wow. play Little Buttercup for those of you who are... Uh, operetta geeks <laughs> and uh, and in high school just I continued um I studied voice from the age of nine and okay. uh yeah and just a, a love a big part of my life food flowers music and as you say it's just it's all art and we all express mm-hmm. 
our mm-hmm. gifts in, in so many ways. Right, uh, right. Is there a particular yeah. um, sort of genre of music that you have an affinity for? Uh, absolutely. It would be the Broadway musicals, Musical. 1950s, 60s on up. My parents loved them. It's what I listened to, what I grew up with. And, and uh, I remember my grandmother taking me to uh, see the movie. It was my very first movie in downtown Chicago with the red velvet curtains and the gilded art on the walls uh, to see The King and I. Ah, okay. And, and so just special, special. That would have mesmerized you. It mesmerized me. Yeah. Mesmerized me. And also I have an uncle, my mother's younger brother, Stan, who also is gifted with a beautiful voice. And I, I saw him live in high school uh, in, in South Pacific. <laughs> and okay. just listening to the singing, just it, it, it's been my love and passion my entire life life and uh, very blessed to have performed in the opera Carmen when I was in college as a non-music major that's a pretty special thing mm-hmm. absolutely and, and and then I didn't sing a note for decades I went into getting married and having three amazing children and working uh, uh, full-time for Quaker Oats and for the craft kitchens and then for about 20 years as a freelance food consultant for all of these amazing food companies in Chicago. Um, I had the privilege of, uh, of uh, overseeing actually the food for national television commercials. So that's so fascinating because I would have never thought, to be completely honest, I've never thought about who creates these recipes on you know, mm. with Quaker oats or minute rice or whatever. I just never think about it. So now I have, I feel like I'm getting insight into this whole other world where mm-hmm. it's, it's like a, a, a place that I've never seen before. Oh, well, yeah. I, I mean, I agree with you so much. And this is why if someone, and I do not know who it was, if someone hadn't chosen to take 15-year-old Marla downtown Chicago on a tour of the Quaker oats test kitchens, I would have never known that this existed. And, you know, God bless my mother, who's still alive and well. She's 89 and my dad is 92. You know, I was wow. raised, I was raised, you know, 50s and 60s to be, you were either a woman, teacher, nerd. Right. And, um, yeah. And, and then I, house, oh, housewife. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, in the yeah. 50s, that's kind of like number one. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, don't don't want to forget that one. So <laughs> I, I was led to a 30-year career that I adored and never dreamt that I would ever give it up had it not been for the, the life experiences of healing from an incurable disease in five days. Yeah, that is really yeah. quite incredible. And 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 um I just want to ask you a question before we go there. Is, is what was your relationship or is to food? Were there any any ever any issues around food? Oh, it's interesting that you ask that because I actually I was a very chubby child, fat baby, chubby child. Felt believed I was fat, and at twelve and a half, I developed a bladder infection and lost a lot of weight. I was full, you know, full height, fully developed. And uh, started hearing, 
oh, Marla, you've lost weight. Mm. You look fantastic. Yeah. And that was also associated with the very first time that I got any attention from males. And that led to anorexia. Oh, oh boy. Hey. Oh, yeah. So, yes. And I'm very, I mean, I like being very open and vulnerable that it was so bad when I was in high school that I used to weigh myself four times a day. And something that comes so clear to me, I was so, I totaled the term as dysmorphia. I would look in the mirror. I had no idea how thin I was getting. I even exhaled as before I would look at the number on the scale, thinking that even my air was going to add weight to my body. It's a very deep psychological illness. It's one of the, it actually has the highest mortality rate out of all yes. psychiatric illnesses. To treat because it's, it's one of those that you can't stop. You yeah. have to eat. You, you can, have to yeah. eat. Substances the, and drugs and alcohol and you know, but food is exactly. very, very tricky. Well, Marla, it's amazing that you were able to um, recover from this. I, I did. I did. And I, it was very, uh, it was really more unheard of back then. And uh, I attribute my mother's love um, and literally holding my head and begging me to sip on some 7-Up and the love of friends who finally, you know, it became clear to me that it was just time to give it up. Time to give it up, really. Time to love yourself. To love myself rather than that slow, uh, slow suicide. So I had a complete recovery from that. Good. Wonderful. We have to break for a commercial, um, and it's not going to be about food, okay? I made sure that there'd be no food products in here. Okay. (laughs) We will be back in two minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. 
Tune in each week for the power of young people to change the world. Hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Vidal and Alexia Georgiusis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, welcome back. Uh, we're here with Marla Goldberg, and she is called the Musical Medium. So let's let's move forward a little bit. You so you're married. You have like three amazing kids. Uh, actually, now you have grandchildren um, or dad, uh, granddaughters. Actually, um, tell us about the pain when the pain comes on and and basically envelops your entire life and took you and turned you upside down on your head. Mm. What happened? Yes. So up until the spring of 1992. I was an extremely healthy, fit, active, working mother of three. And in the fall of 1991, I had my youngest, my son, Adam. So uh, I had Adam in 1991. I had my other daughter, middle daughter in 1990. And then my, my first daughter was born in 82. So I'm taking you to the scene, the setting of the spring of 92. And I have a six-month-old son, a one-year-old daughter, my 10-year-old daughter's at school. And I hear my four-month-old son crying. He woke up, was waking up from his nap. And I'm, I'm on the main floor. And I wanted to get to him as quickly as possible because I didn't want his cries to wake up my one-year-old daughter. <laughs> And I started walking up the stairs and I started realizing that I couldn't make it up the stairs. I broke out into a sweat. I started breathing, panting. I grabbed onto the banister and I went, I'm listening to my son crying and I can't make it. At least I'm believing in that moment that I couldn't make it to the top of the stairs. And so I did make it up the stairs. However, that's when I realized that I had to hire live-in help because the pain, the lack of sleep and food from a, I was told I had an incurable disease, an autoimmune disease uh, called interstitial cystitis. So even though I didn't have cancer, I didn't have a life-threatening disease, which started at age, you know, 37 with two little ones and a 10-year-old, I had to work in order to pay for live-in help. It took me almost one year to find appropriate medical help to, and there's no cure. I don't know about today. They wanted me to go on antidepressants, and I said no, 
there really was no treatment. So I was able to get better and better to manage the disease. However, I was basically uh, lacking energy, sleep. I lost short-term memory. I couldn't remember my children's friends' names, would lose car keys. There are a lot of things that pain does to the human body. Mm -hmm. And so this went on, um, and I still worked, and again, uh, with also severe food sensitivities. Um, So this went on, life went on, and then one of my best friends very gently suggested Um, in the spring of 1999 that I attend a personal development seminar. Um, I wanted numerous things in my life to be better. And so I committed myself uh, first to a weekend event, and then I loved it so much. And that was my first exposure to guided meditation. Uh, So in the spring of 1999, I attended a five-day seminar and Those five days altered my life. It was hours of beautiful guided meditation to music. It was emotional clearing exercises, all done with love and 60 people in the room. And I had a very hard time during that seminar because I realized then that I had been on emotional shutdown my really my entire life. And my heart was opening and I was starting to feel feelings and emotions that I really had never felt before. And uh, I realized when I came home from that five-day seminar, well, by the last day, I I felt like... um, I felt like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz, and I went home, and you know, there were piles of laundry, dirty clothes all over the floor, and the three kids running around, and I was just in, like, heaven on earth, and, uh, and my life became like it was in Technicolor. So, I'm so, I was so ecstatic, and the disease was just gone, absolutely no symptoms at all. My energy came back. And then um, six weeks later, I experienced a rather challenging uh, three days. And at the end of, uh, it was the morning of June 9th, 1999, 7.30 in the morning. I just sent, sent a prayer up to the heavens and I said, thank you, God, for getting me through the last three days. And in that moment, I was suddenly, and this is in my own bedroom with my three children sleeping, I was encased in a cloud, a mist of unconditional love. Tears started streaming down my cheeks. And then over my nightstand, three feet away from me, appears a holographic movie, image, a movie. And my eyes are wide open. And I'm seeing my deceased grandfather, Frank, and, but he's showing, he's in this movie and he's like in his thirties and he's all dressed up and he's smiling and he's smoking a cigar. And I'm this little girl dancing and skipping merrily around his feet. And it's in his old dining room. And he takes the cigar out of his mouth in this movie. And without his lips moving, I hear whispered into my ear in his voice, Marla, the reason why I was in your life was to teach you 
unconditional love. And then from his heart center in this movie came this Star Wars-like ray of white light, and it hit me in the chest, right in my heart, and it pushed me backwards gently. And then I was even deeper in this indescribable sensation of unconditional love. And that movie melted away, and it was followed by, well, the next movie, just to give you an example of this, was, was my, my father's mother, and she was in her dining room and all dressed up, and she worked full-time in her own store in Chicago and drove her own car. She was an amazing woman, and every Friday she would take off, and she would cook and bake all day long, and she would have these magnificent uh, buffets for 12 to 18 people every Friday night. And so her message to me, without her lips moving, Marla, the reason why I was in your life was to teach you how to make beautiful and delicious food. Hmm. <laughs> so you had quite a connection with this and, and a very powerful uh, images. And so for you, were you afraid or were you getting a sense of, you know, what's going on or was it, you know, something that felt very natural? It felt, it felt heavenly. It felt natural. There was no fear at all. It was the opposite of fear. Mm. I felt like every single cell in my physical body had been infused with unconditional love. And, and the sensing of trust in my heart that these messages were contained such truths to them. And it was, you know, I, the time melted away. I have no idea how long that particular experience lasted. Um, I would love to mention one of the other messages uh, that came through, um, and this one came through, and this one I have shared, um, I've been privileged to share it with hundreds and hundreds of, um, of women and cancer patients and stroke su survivors. So the last message was um, my then husband's uh, grandfather, Dave. Uh, Dave had been a very powerful, I mean, the, the success story from the penniless immigrant to the successful grocery store owner, wonderful man and uh in his around in his 70s he had a stroke so he became paralyzed from the waist down and he never did the pity we call it the pity party he never did the why me he was always in a great mood and upbeat and he never isolated himself he was very social and so in his movie um dave showed himself as that man who had had the stroke and he's in his wheelchair and he's right in front of his car with the trunk up about to go somewhere and he's smoking his cigar and he's smiling. And when he took his cigar out of his mouth, he, the words that I heard were, Marla, the reason why I was in your life was to teach you that it does not matter what is going on with your physical body. You can always be joyful. 
Beautiful mm-hmm. message. Very beautiful. Yeah. All of them. Messages, I should say, Absolutely. plural. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then what happened? How did this now with these, oh, you know, no. accessing, then, then what, did you, what did you end up doing? So then I ended up the blown open radio receiver to the other side overnight. And at first it was quite loud and quite apparent. And uh, I, I went along with, with my life and I have so many experience to, to share with you. Um, so at the time I continued in my, right after the opening, I continued with my career as a freelance consultant going into at that time, it was mainly the craft kitchens. And what started happening for me is, okay, for example, I was hired to go into the craft kitchens to do a three-day job, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So I'm there to do my work. I'm walking down the hall and I had shared my experience with a few of my coworkers and best friends. And I'm walking down the hall right near my hiring manager's office. And I, her name is Tracy. I'm walking down the hall and all of a sudden, I start getting a message from her deceased mother who had died two years previously of breast cancer. And the message was very clear, you know, tell Tracy that I'm okay. And then it was a personal message after that. Well, something stopped me from telling Tracy on that day. Now, normally I would share my messages immediately. I go back on Wednesday. The same thing happened, only louder. (laughs) Tell Tracy I'm okay. And I did not share it. And then I go in on Thursday and it was like screaming in my ears to tell Tracy I'm okay. And as a matter of fact, I want to say that that spirit kicked me in the butt. (laughs) I I love this story. It's a great story. Yeah, That's great. And, and, And I... And I ended up sharing it with her on that day after I got the kick in the butt. (laughs) And when I went in and told Tracy that, you know, I had a message for her from her mother, um, she burst into tears and she grasped me in a huge bear hug. And when she released, she looked at me through her tears and she said, well, Marla, there's a reason why you didn't tell me that message until today. So today would be my mother's birthday. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. a great story. Wow. I love the kick in the butt part. <laughs> yes. It happened to me one other time while driving. They're very powerful. <laughs> they can be. Very persuasive. They can be. They, they absolutely can be. So it, it, came, it came, became very clear to me that I had to change careers. And... Uh, I I grew well, let me, up. Let me ask you. Let me ask you on this on this one here. Like I've been premising it with, I believe that sometimes we get little hints from the universe that it's time to change, get, get oh, going in another direction. And if we don't, they kind of get bigger and bigger until we get a kick in the butt, or as I say, a two by four in the back of the head from God. Uh, yeah. It says you're in the wrong direction. Did you? Now, now that you're past, you know, through the the disease and everything, did you have an inkling that you needed to change somehow? That there was, were you reading little signs from the universe, or they were just going right over your head? 
I was, oh, I was getting every sign in the world. <laughs> and ignored them. Uh, you know, I, I ignored them for a while. I ignored them for a while until I started reaching out and actually had a few sessions with some psychics, um, some of the best in the Midwest, and without them knowing a thing about me. I mean, one of them said to me, Marla, you have the gifts of clear hearing, clear seeing, clear feeling. You even have the gift of healing hands. Why aren't you doing this? And Interesting. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say too, Marla, that um, you know, you the interstitial cystitis, which is for listeners, it's the bladder area. It's, it's to do with the bladder, but that area of the body, in terms of the chakras, is the belly chakra, which is very much around connecting to the divine within. And I think it's fascinating that that was happening for you. It's also a chakra that's connected to the throat chakra, mm-hmm. uh, really around. And so the fact that you're singing, I found that very interesting when you said about inter- interstitial cystitis. And, and just so you know, there are treatments, it's highly linked to the nervous system, but there mm-hmm. it can be very, very debilitating for people. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that throat chakra is all about releasing. Yeah, so, and the oh, belly is that connection. Of, so it's interesting that you had the psychic saying, sorry, Gord, I, I didn't mean to overspeak mm-hmm. over top of you, but um, that, that the psychics were saying, you have this ability, you have it. Yes. And they also told me that some people are born with the gift of a beautiful voice and they don't sing because they're afraid they're going to hit one wrong note. <laughs> Oh, that's true. But there are people mm-hmm. who are afraid to cook in case it just is slightly off. You know, absolutely. I mean, that's that's what cripples our creativity, isn't it? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. That, that fear yeah. we're going to do something wrong, and God knows what are they? What are people going to say? Yes, yeah. yes. Well, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to say. We have to break for two minutes. We'll be back right after these messages. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. 
Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. You are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. Welcome back. We're here with Marla Goldberg, a.k.a. the musical medium. So you had said earlier on chatting that, that music was always really big for you. Like you love singing, you, you love musical or Broadway musicals like I do. Uh, um, I mean, the yes. best, right? that's, that's a truly American art form, too. It doesn't exist in any other countries. You know, it really is an American art form. Um, so did, did now you've gone through this, this whole period. I didn't realize it was from like 91 to 99, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. That's a long, that's like a decade. Um, did your singing intensify? I'm sorry, did what? Did it intensify sort of the, the need, the, the push to sing and get your voice out there? Oh. <sighs> Wonderful question. And that's so profound because when I... Uh, finished when I did the uh, the five day seminar, and when I healed from my disease, I just made, I set an intention. I made a promise to myself that I would start studying voice again and start singing again. And okay. I did that, and with the encouragement of my wonderful voice teacher, who was a member of the Chicago Lyric Opera, uh, she encouraged me to audition, and I had the fun time of playing Sister Margareta in The Sound of Music, uh, both in... Oh, which one was that? I can't remember who that was. Sister Margareta? Yeah. She's the sweet one. And she okay. uh, she, she loves Maria. Okay. And, and she sings the one line... Maria makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. Uh, the, the, how do you solve a problem like Maria? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's that, such a great song. And, and one of my favorite things I got to do when I was uh, playing that role was going out on stage a cappella myself uh, in front of the curtain and uh, during a break singing. Oh, do you hold a moonbeam in your hand? Beautiful. Oh, I want to see the movie again now. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> now, just, just as the pandemic hit, you were about to open in West Side Story. Yes. I and you were was. shut down. You went into yeah. lockdown. Yes. So, yes, at the age of uh, 65 to 66-ish, I had the privilege of playing Consuelo in West Side Story, uh, playing a 20-something-year-old <laughs> Sexy gal with a blonde wig. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, it's a great way to remember your memories then. Um, yeah. Hopefully they'll be able to remount it when all of this crap's over. Uh, yeah. Excuse my English, but it is. Um, the, 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 this episode is called Live and Love Again. What does that mean to you? Uh, so Live and Love Again is the message of everything that I'm about. As a psychic medium, I have heard, I have met with, done sessions for, 
and also just synchronistically been brought together with numerous widows, hmm. with numerous people who have lost, you know, loved ones, whether it's children, yeah. uh, whomever. However, there are two sessions that are so deeply embedded in my heart. Uh, each one involved um, widows. And in one of those sessions, the husband had been gone for 12 years. And during my session with the widow, the, my voice actually changed during the session. And the phrase, live and love again, kept on coming through from her deceased husband. Mm. And she actually wrote me a letter a year and a half later informing, and she had not gone on one date in 12 years. And after she received that message from her, her deceased husband, she was reunited with her like kindergarten boyfriend the next week, and they fell in love. Her kindergarten That's boyfriend. That's amazing. Kindergarten boyfriend. Wow. They were like reunited at some yeah. reunion. That's wow. amazing. So, and, so the universe kicked your butt into act two yes. of the Marla Goldberg story. It, it certainly did. Would you and like to share some of we, uh, singing with us? Yes, absolutely. Great. Tell us what you're going to sing, Marla. Okay, so I am going to sing a song that uh, when I say I wrote it, um, it came through me (laughs) Uh, after meditating. It came through me in 10 minutes. And the, the title absolutely was Live and Love Again. And it is in memory of all of those who have passed over and, and are so close to us and are always around. Oh, yeah. And, and so this is sung from the perspective of the woman who has lost her beloved partner. Okay, beautiful. Let's hear it. Okay. And you're going to hear one note. I'm going to give myself a starting note. <clears throat> <laughs> When you passed away, I thought my heart would ache forever. When I sense your face, it seems a million miles away. When you left my side, I felt my heart divide in two. Where are you? If I knew you were so near, I'd say I love you, dear. If I smelled your hair, I'd say I for you, just you. If I heard you play our song, I'd hum and strum along. If I saw your hand extend on I'd feel your palm upon my back. And sway with you. 
I imagine what you'd say as you watch me each day. You would mend my heart and say to live and love again. I would hear you whisper, I'll love you forever. Long ago, we were together. Changing roles in different times, through peace and war, feast and famine, and much more. Our sacred pact to interact around this crazy world. To learn and grow as mother, father, sister, brother, parent, child with skin, from black to white, sometimes fight and forget. A new set of eyes to recognize our soul's That's great, Marla. Thank you. I think we we the the high notes. I think couldn't get picked up with the microphone over Zoom. Yeah, but that's yeah, that's yeah, too bad. Yeah. We got a lot of it. We got most of it. Just the end but, part there, which was really really beautiful lyrics and uh, melody. Thank you so much. I could sing the end again softly. <laughs> I, I I will create a recording of it. Yeah, it was idea. literally it's just like the last few notes. That's all. Oh. Last few notes. I will love you forever. It's a high note. There's your cutout. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. We did the best we could, but it. But that was great. We got the gist of that. The last few notes. So that's beautiful. Very. Very. Feel singing that. Yeah. Pardon me. I said, "How did that feel singing that?" On your very it, first podcast. <laughs> well, Musical I am virgin medium. <laughs> yes, yes I, I, I am. I am still shaking, and yet I'm. I'm just so. God, human words. How do I express that this is truly who I am, and this is my message that we never die, and. Uh, we, we are love. We live forever and ever. Our energy can never be destroyed. And, exactly. and, and to me, I, you know, I've had so many experiences with people. Um, you know, people ask the question, why, why do 
why is why are there people who are blind, deaf? Why are all of these things going on, you know, on earth? And the best way that I can put it is that only courageous souls choose to come to the earth school. <laughs> Good point. I like that. Have you yeah. ever considered uh, doing, being a vocal instructor, teacher? I just get a sense with your, your psychic thing and intuitiveness that you would yeah. always be able to like pull that block out of somebody. That's a great idea. That it would like really, because it's all about that opening, isn't it? Gord, you you are you must be very intuitive because that is exactly yeah. what he's I, psychic. Gord's I, psychic. I know he's psychic. He really is. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> and that Gord and Alexia, that is exactly what I intend to be doing. Good. That's where you're supposed to go. That, that is absolutely where well, I. I didn't need. I didn't need someone to kick me in the butt either. To do. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like really strong. Like your your ability will just be so enhanced rather than just sort of a technical teacher, not to take anything away from anyone, you know. Of course. But I think that added benefit of, you know, the 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 intuitive, psychic, mediumship, you just be able to open people right up. Yes. And 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 actually I have done that and I will be doing it in a more expansive way, combining my hypnotherapy training, being that the 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 intuitive and 30 years of voice lessons. Thank and you, Mom. And voice. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Marla, you're an absolute treat to have on tonight. Um, thank you so much for yeah, coming. Thank you, Marla, with very us. much for joining. Oh, thank you both so much for this invitation. Thank you so much. Uh, it's our pleasure. It's our pleasure. Um, next week is American Thanksgiving, November 25th. Um, and uh, first of all, extend our warm wishes for a safe and healthy Thanksgiving day to all of our American listeners. Um, Canada's already had our day. Uh, so we'll just sit at home and watch your, watch your good shows on TV. <laughs> After work, of course. Uh, we will be presenting actually an encore episode called Nonviolent Communication with Marion Little. Uh, this episode continues to draw a lot of interest from our archives, and we're very happy to present Marion Little with interesting, she has very interesting and very important concepts as to how we can improve our communication in many situations. And I think we can all continue to learn to be a little kinder and gentler in the way that we connect with each other. Definitely. So, yeah, on that note, have a wonderful Thanksgiving, people, and have a great week. Stay safe. And Marla, thank you so much. Thank you, Marla. Good night, everyone. Thank you for tuning into Things Worth Considering. Please join your hosts, Alexia Georgiousis and Gord Riddell, for another edition next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, think about the connections in your life and how they define who you are. 